Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Mike Armstrong Podcast Show. And this afternoon, I'm joined by Sue Worrell, who's uh, from the Health Hub Academy. And uh, we're going to have a little chat about uh, the Academy, about uh, uh, Sue's experience of dealing with the health and nutrition sector for a long time in the fitness sector, and also a little bit about networking and, and lockdown and all those sort of things. So uh, how are you doing today, Sue? You okay? I'm good. I'm really good. I'm good every day. Brilliant, brilliant. That's the same as me. There's no point not being good every day, otherwise you've lost the day. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Definitely, definitely. Brilliant. So um, the Health Herb Academy, I, I know quite a bit about it because we're in a, a network together and I've heard quite a lot about this as, as it's been building over the, um, the months, especially I think you launched it before lockdown, but it's been building a lot during lockdown. But to, to my audience and to my listeners, etc., can you tell people a little bit about um, the Health Hub Academy, what it is, what it does, and um, where it come from, if you like, so, so how it come about? Sure, sure, yeah. So, um, uh, as Mike said, my name is Sue Worrell. I'm a nutritionist, and I'm a senior associate with the Royal Society of Medicine. That's my governing body. I've been involved in nutrition for over 30 years. And I got into nutrition because I was born with a huge hole in my heart uh, called an atriceptal defect. And they told me that I would probably be in a wheelchair by the time I was 60 because my heart was the size of a small rugby ball from overworking. As a, as a teenager and in school, I loved sport. Um, and I sort of thought that everybody threw up in the hedge as soon as they exercised. I didn't think it was anything wrong with me. Um, and uh, yeah, I sort of got used to it and got known for it, uh, but still managed to sort of captain the, the netball team. Surprising as I'm so short as well. But that was what they told me. And, uh, and I, it was my determination then to get fit, first of all. So I had major surgery at that time when they, they did my surgery. It was very, very risky because it's a long time ago. Um, and uh, they, they measure you for a coffin, <laughs> measure you width and your length. And I sort of said to them, is this for a coffin? And they said, oh, no, 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 no. But yes, they did admit it was really. Um, so I had major surgery. After the surgery, I recovered pretty quickly and was amazed that I could run up steps. So I used to, everywhere I went, and no lifts, I just ran up every step. So it was so lovely to be able to do that without almost passing out. Yeah. Uh, and then got much better and went looking for fitness, started to get fit, joined some fitness classes, um, did things like yoga and uh, um, used to be aerobics then. I hadn't found Pilates wasn't quite around then. And then I had my two children and my second child was born with cystic fibrosis. And that was quite a big wake up call. And I say to people when they come and see me now, we shouldn't wait for a wake-up call in life before we really find good health and good nutrition and, and a good way of life, which Mike and I have just been talking about, and a good daily practice. Um, but we do very often. And mine was when I was just 19 after the surgery. Um, and then the second one was when my son James was born. And so I made it my business to really study health. And I um, did a lot of work on studying health and I was, became the, um, the director for Wales for the Cystic Fibrosis Trust, um, a voluntary position where I liaised between the trust and the parents and I learned so much about it. I ended up working with people in Great Ormond Street and the Brompton in London and the Heath Hospital and Jimmy's in Leeds and uh, all the other children's hospitals. Um, and I learned a lot about antibiotics, about infection, about antioxidants. And then I decided that I should do a proper study. 
But at that time, my, my little boy was still alive, but not very well, and it took a lot of my time. So I didn't do it until um, he died when he was age 10. And then when I went looking to be busy, um, that, was, uh, that was when I decided to take on um, nutrition and, and, and do a qualification. Uh, and that's what I did. And since then, I've, I'm absolutely passionate about nutrition and everything that goes with it, which is mind and health as well, because your mind and your body are one system. So it's holistic health of everything. Yeah. And the power of plants and fruits and vegetables and how powerful they are. You know, um, Hippocrates said, let food be thy medicine. And we're just getting around to it. And the other thing people say is that we are what we eat. Well, we're actually, we are what we eat, absorb and fail to excrete. So if it's still in your body being processed out, like the chemicals we take in, it's part of who you are. So I wanted to, to get as much knowledge as possible. So I've, I've traveled to America and Europe and um, lots of places on health conferences. And I ran a clinic in London, two in Cardiff for quite a few years. Um, never advertised. I was always, um, people came by word of mouth. I just got results. I just worked on getting results. And loved it, absolutely loved it. But I got to a point where I thought, I want to help more people. And about four years ago, I decided that um, I would uh, make an online facility, uh, which is not my thing at all, IT. But I did, I made my own website, um, which was, I'll never do again. Um, I mean, good for everybody who does it. Mike, I know, is brilliant at uh, it. At least... By doing it, I knew the possibilities of it and I knew what were not possible and what we could do with it. So I was glad I did it. Um, and, and then about, um, about three years ago, I stopped all my clinics. I stopped the London one and then I stopped one of the Cardiff ones and then I stopped completely. Um, and at the end of my time in clinics, I worked a lot with sports people. I started off with sick children, with cystic fibrosis and with heart disease. Um, and then I went on to family health and then I ended up with sports people because uh, I did a, a couple of, I worked with golfers, did work, work with the PGA, got some results there and the word went round. And in 2012, I took an amazing guy called Mark Colborn. Um, I helped him get to the um, Olympics. By, yeah. by the way, by the way, Mark's been on my podcast and on, on the YouTube channel as well. So check out that video and that episode. I will. Yes, I will. He's amazing, Mark. I mean, you know, whatever I did with nutrition and whatever anybody else did with his training, he has got a mind of steel. He Thanks was going to do it. And as soon as he knew um, about, I met him about two years and two months from the, from the Olympic, the Paralympics. And he said to me, um, I said, what are you going to do? He said, well, I want to go to the Olympics. I've just found out about it, and it's here in the, in, in the UK. So I want to get there, and we said, fine. And that was it. So we worked closely together, and he got a gold and two silvers, an amazing achievement. But I learned a lot about, um, about the body of an athlete then, how we repaired and recovered him, because um, fueling for performance doesn't work. You've got to fuel for repair and recovery. Because if you repair and recover, you can train harder, longer, sooner, and right up to competition. And that's what gives you the edge on uh, other people. So I did a lot with sports people. And so I had all this knowledge of sport as well. I'm an avid exercise enthusiast. I love Pilates. I love hip classes. I'm a useless runner. Um, 
I do a bit of running, but I became a, a Nordic walking instructor and I do a mixture of uh, Nordic walking and running with my sticks up in the woods, pretty rough ground. So I sort of scramble rather than run. Yeah. Um, and since the lockdown, I've done a, at least three to four K every day. And it's been lovely, really, to, to you know, it's made forced me to put time to go out there, which has been a, one okay. of the good things. Yeah. So I decided to put this online and I didn't want to, to, um, to die with my knowledge, not that I'm going anywhere yet, but I am in my 73rd year, so I'm not a spring chicken. Um, you start thinking about legacy a lot more, don't you, at that time of life? Yeah, yeah. And I didn't want to waste all this knowledge that I've got together. Um, so I, I started to think about it. I, I had no idea of, of anything like COVID-19 turning up. or But we planned the launch and it happened just before lockdown. So we launched it just before lockdown with about 25 members in a group I put together of like raving fans. Um, and they are only people who are really interested in health, who want to be in there, who have asked to be in there. And we've got 600, six, about 660, I think, or 650 something in there now which is brilliant. And we've got a health advisory board. We've got some amazing people on that. We've got um, people who will look after uh, pediatricians who are GPs who are also deal with pediatrics. We've got uh, kinesiologist, reflexologist, uh, acupuncturist, Chinese medicine practitioner, um, psychologist who does uh, nutrition for sport. And the health advisory board is there so that Anyone can have a chat with them. So if you want a private GP, um, you normally have to pay a fee to go and see them. So this is an opportunity to just go and have a little chat and suss out if that's what you really need. Because you might see the GP and they might say what you really need is um, a, a, a chiropractor, a, a physiotherapist, an osteopath. What you need is something else. And then you can chat to them and then find a fit and then and then go and pay for your session. So it allows you to explore your problems with other people who know where the best place for you would be. Yeah, um, we've great. got um, amazing articles. We've got a brilliant library in there, loads of articles on all the related subjects. There's 12 headings of different subjects. We're which still are? building. Which are? Do you know them off, off art? Uh, gosh, uh, so there's food tips and facts. Um, a diabetic health watch we've just opened um of 50 plus um information specific illnesses um we've got a section on a whole section on fitness which is not open yet but we're building that there's going to be exercises and, and um you can download free and there's going to be workshops and there's going to be information about exercise as well and what exercise does for you and sports psychology in there so that's going to be a whole new section that will open um, gosh, what else have we got? Uh, mindfulness, mental health, stress, um, and uh, meditation and um, breathing techniques. So we, must got, be getting, we must be getting close to the 12 there, I think. But uh, yeah, yeah, nearly there, aren't I? Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I look at it later and go, oh, I didn't mention that. That's all right. Uh, but yeah, there's loads of articles in there on that and tips and facts. Great. There's also a section on uh, specific illnesses and illnesses that, um, like the, um, the, the uh, Society of Medicine say to, to, to mention, and we're just building into that as well. There's things like um, sepsis that people are not aware of, and I'm trying to make the, the awareness of that to everybody more public. So I'm going to start posting on, 
that sort of awareness. We're also going to have being aware of what to do if someone has a stroke or a heart attack or a electric shocks. So we're going to have the basic first aid recognition things in this section as well. So it's things for the general public, but it's also for um, health practitioners of all the different aspects of health, whether you're a hairdresser, a beautician, or a brain surgeon. Um, whatever is, is your health in there, it's, it's, um, there's a platform in there for business as well. Um, do you know there's a big website and there's Facebook pages for GPs now who are looking for a second income because they don't want to be in a GP uh, surgery six or seven days a week. They want another um, income and they want another hobby job, a job that they're passionate about besides being a GP. Uh, they're usually very clever people, so they want to use the other aspects of their mind as well. And so they come, we've got a few GPs who've come on board and we give them support because they might be brilliant at medicine and whatever other aspect they want to bring in, but they don't know business so well. So we've got a whole business section as well. So for someone who's got a reflexology business and they just do it on a Saturday morning or a Thursday night for friends, they still need a, a, um, a bit of business acumen and we've got support for them. So all aspects of people with businesses. And the last thing that we we help people with is um, we've got about a thousand posts in there, all health related on mental health, physical health, tips, hacks, everything. And you can pick up that post, copy the task, text and steal it. Pick up the, the JPEG that is a reusable licensed JPEG and you can post it as your own. So it's not going to interfere with the Facebook or the LinkedIn or the Instagram algorithms, it's not going to say you're, you're sharing something and Mike will like this because he's pretty hot stuff and all this. Um, you post it as your own so you can become the expert. Yeah, it's um, great. So, so you're, you're spreading the waves of knowledge down to other people to spread the waves of knowledge further. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So our, our slogan is empowering health to thrive globally. You know, we want to help in any way we can. And also everything on there. Oh, what I didn't mention, I know the thing I should have mentioned is that is that the category is that meal planning and recipes. There's yeah, tons yeah. of that in there. Yeah, I've seen a um, lot of that. Yes, and all of them are low glycemic index. Um, uh, we've got a big, 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 huge epidemic of type two diabetes now. No one needs to be a type two diabetic. I've turned four people around just in the COVID lockdown. You just froze then, but fun, um, funny enough, um, I had someone contact me yesterday wanting to know how to set up a podcast for type 1 diabetes, and I, I found the difference. A type 1 diabetes is a medical condition you can't do anything about, and type yeah. 2 diabetes is one that anyone can get out of if they want to by having a healthier lifestyle. Exactly, yeah, or not even get into in the first place. If yes, you, if yeah. you, if you or avoid it in the first place, yeah. Exactly, yes, yeah. And they're completely different animals and people slot, slot them all into one, but they're not. No, they're but very they're different both, by the sounds of it, you know. Yeah, and they're different causes. Where as, you can get type 2 diabetes from a damaged pancreas, so that's a bit different. Okay, but yeah. it's still, you know, you can't stop that if the pancreas is damaged and they don't produce insulin anymore. But yet it's sort of type 2 because it's not the type 1 technically. Yeah, um, what's an illness and what is self-infliction? It is, yeah, mostly, apart from a few cases. Yeah, yeah, but they're both not disease of sugar, like people think. They're disease of insulin. It's a problem with insulin absorption and whatever. But yes, and, and knowledge on that is a, is, a, is a great help as well. So all every meal and recipe in there, I vetted myself. 
Um, I've, I've altered it so that if it's uh, things like uh, there's a, a, lemon, a lemon cake in there with no flour and you use ground almonds. So the actual recipe I took it from, I've reduced, reduced the sugar by a half and yes. it's raw plain sugar and double the ground almonds. So it's, it's a beautiful cake, still plenty sweet enough, but it's because of the fiber in it and because of the protein in the ground almonds, it's now slow glycemic load. And another great tip for you is white carbs are not so good for you. And pasta is, is fast starch. You know, it, it starches become uh, go to sugar very easily. So beige carbs are not very good. Um, but if you twice cook them, so when you've got all this starch in things like pasta, if you cool it down, as it cools, those starches become fibrous. They're not insoluble fiber. They are soluble fiber, but it is really good for your gut still. So they, become, they go from high GI to medium GI. Then if you recook them by cooking them in the morning, rinsing them off, letting them cool, and then add into your pasta sauce in the evening, when you reheat them, they become even more fibrous. They go from high GI to low GI. Okay, so, so, so actually... That's something I do. So I, I cook pasta quite a lot in, a, in large quantities and then I'll cook it again, you know, with different sauces and stuff you know, when I want to use it. So that's yeah. actually doing really better for the pasta. Well. It is, yeah. And if you use wholemeal pasta as well, it's even better again. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's really good. It makes a big difference. I changed difference. all my bread to wholemeal, but I haven't changed my pasta yet. But I didn't know you could get wholemeal pasta, but uh, I'll change that. Uh, well, it used to be. It used to be a bit chewy and not very nice, but there's some nice ones around now. Yeah. yeah. But all the pastas you can cook twice anyway. So if I don't eat a lot of pasta anyway because it's all carbs, you know what I mean? But, but yeah. I have it now and then. Yeah, but there, yeah, um, you know, people talk about carbs all the time, but you know, broccoli is carbs. Yeah, 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 no, it's bad carbs. It's like slow burning carbs, you know? It's, it's, it, yes, it's how fast the sugar goes into your bloodstream. So, yeah, and most of them that they're not, they're not so good are, are white carbs. But you can see do the same with rice as well. You've got to be careful with the rice because there's a bug in rice that doesn't get killed when you heat it but you can still do that with and the best rice is basmati brown wholemeal rice it's lovely it tastes lovely my grandchildren will still eat it it's not too brown and 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 um and sort of husky it's really lovely twice cook that it's a fantastic meal to have that as a base and mix half quinoa with it so quinoa is higher in protein a great a great grain but some people find the grain a bit too harsh tasting Mix half with rice, and that's a lovely, a lovely way to sort of slow down the sugar in your in your meal and add extra protein, which is lovely plant-based protein as well. Yeah. So all this information is in the Health Hub Academy, and we are just starting to ramp up now. We're just starting to get some more health practitioners in there who are going to be very active. So today is our, going to be our first live cookery session with a lady called Alnat who is a domestic science teacher and a personal trainer. I've had her um, on my uh, podcast and YouTube channel as well. I know you have. I know you have. She said she'd been on. You get everyone on. You're I get brilliant. everyone on. I, I, I'm busy. Yeah. I'm busy, you know. Well, busy. Yeah, fantastic. So she's, she's going to be on this afternoon making mayonnaise, making homemade mayo because it's so much nicer. Um, and we're going, to do lo we're going to do loads of that. And then we've got, we've got upmarket courses as well. And we will be launching um, beginning of September now our nutrition course for mums, just the basic nutrition that we should all know. And it's got a lot of family recipes in there as well and some tricks and things. So that's a lovely course for any stay-at-home mum to do or any working mum to do. So lovely 
nutrition for it. We've got a little thing session called Mums in the Know. Mums who want to know more and yeah. mums with new babies and things who wanted to, to expand their mind while they're at home with the babies. Have, so, you got, um, um, have you got anything with the psychology of food and that? Because I know so many mums and, 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 you know, sorry, I know they're busy and stuff, but their children don't want to try vegetables and stuff and they give in and they allow their children to have chips forever or happy faces forever or, you know, fish fingers forever or whatever. And it's a psychology problem. They're allowing the kids to dictate to them what they want to eat and not. And actually they've got to grow a set, I always say, and become a parent and tell the child what it wants. And if he refuses to eat it, wait until he's hungry enough and he'll eat it. Yeah, there is, there is quite a bit of that there. It's, it's easy to say when you're not a parent, mind you. I, I, um, I've got three daughters, so I've been there. I've, I've, I've had those conversations. They won't move it. They won't leave until they eat it because I'm a parent and it's my job to make sure they're healthy. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And then there's sick children as well. My little boy was a very poor eater and it was very hard because he felt, because he, he, had, he had so much bad chest all the time, he felt sick most of the time. There's other problems as well with kids and it's not easy, I know, but... No. But, but you have to stick at it, I, like you know. So it yeah. is. Uh, I think the psychology of food is important because that that yeah. actually is the bigger problem, I think, than the actual nutrition, like you know. Yeah, and we've got loads of children's recipes. We've got a whole children's section, and Elnet is especially that's our speciality. So she's going to be cooking lots of children's food. This is why we started Brilliant. on mayo that's to make good. homemade mayo and tomato ketchup then for children yeah. that is not full of salt and sugar. But yeah, it's I like, say it's like with I, chips, you can give them sweet potato chips instead of like fr and fried chips. You know what I mean? There's, yeah, you know, you've got to try with different chips. angles. You just keep trying and just make sure they're hungry mm. before you We've feed got them. Something called, yeah, <clears throat> quite right, Mike. We've got something called magic sauce, and uh, you have to go into the Health Hub Academy to find out what the magic sauce is. Um, but it's the mixture of all sorts of vegetables. It tastes lovely, and you can put it in mayo, um, bolognese, you can put it in shepherd's pie. Yeah. Put it in everything, they don't even know they're eating. That's vegetables. great, yeah. No, that's the thing. You can be stealth, you just got to be a bit sneaky, haven't you? As a parent, you've got to be a bit sneaky yeah. about where you can put things, like you know, exactly. And the thing is, if if child's body never experiences vegetables, it will never crave it because your your body will only crave when, when you your subconscious when it recognizes something's doing it good, it'll crave it. But if it's never had it, it's not going to start craving it. No. But, you know, I, mum say, well, he'll only eat, you know, my, my son will only eat crisps. I've had one mum that the child would only eat twiglets and um, Marmite sandwiches. And, uh, you know, they'll only eat these. And, and I say, well, when did he get the credit card, you know, to go to the supermarket? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, when's he, you know, people say that they, they, they take the easy route out every time. Yeah, they do the same with their pets. There's so many fat dogs, yeah, because like humans feed them all of their rubbish. Yeah, it's like oh, I don't know how he got that big. Well, because you keep feeding him chocolate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes, it is. Have we got a pet section? Because you should have a pet section. We know we haven't got a pet section now. We 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 we're just building the human section. We'll we'll leave the pet section to someone else. I it's think. Popular like. though, it's popular. You know, there's a lot of it pets is popular, out there. Yeah, it is popular. Well, stay to one another. Sorry, just stop no that. worries. You find a way. Sorry. That's okay. I lost my IT for a second then. Yeah, sorry about that. I should have put it off. Yeah, no, I won't do the pets. I will, we'll leave that one for now. But there's so much more to do for um, in the Health Academy. We're growing all the time and we've got more and more people coming in. Uh, and yes, it's, um, it, it's, it's all my knowledge and all the knowledge as well of all the Health Hub uh, Academy 
um, the Health Help Academy, yeah, um, advi advisory Members, board. Members, like all We've the different uh, brilliant minds in there. We've got yeah. brilliant minds in there. We've got a newly retired psychiatrist. Uh, we've got a psychologist. Um, and the, you, can, you can access their, their information as well. Uh, and so we're starting now um, slowly and all through September and October and through the winter then we'll have lots of courses going on. And you can get some of them will be free. So please, anyone who listens to this, go and join the free Facebook group. Go and look at the Health Hub Academy if you want to join there. It's less than £10 a month. List, uh, list, list uh, where they find the group and also list the web, web address while we're here. Okay, the web address is www.healthhubacademy.com. Easy peasy, just healthhubacademy.com. And the Facebook group is Health Hub Academy Facebook group. Just look for it in the group and you'll find it. Ask to join and I'll let you in. So, um, yes. Great. Yeah, brilliant. Great. And, um, and obviously I meet a lot of health practitioners all the time, you know, globally networking, etc. So we have to come up with a deal, Sue, where uh, if I get them to uh, join your uh, uh, academy, then do they, as a professional, do they have to pay you a fee in order for you to promote them in the academy? Is that how it works? Yes, yes. There's, a, there's different memberships, depending on what they want from us. So if they want a lot of support and we want uh, us to help them um, build their business for them and and we've got Paul Reese who is a, a executive coach to give them some coaching and they want you know, a website my, uh, podcast well. and YouTube as well <laughs> Paul yeah, I love Paul absolutely. great great I know. guy no yeah <laughs> so it depends on how much support they need there's different levels of memberships we talk to them about that and uh, and then uh, so only some of them are invited on the health hub advisory board we've got you know the, the list of disciplines on there and then those are affiliates. So any affiliates, if they bring someone else on as an affiliate, they get a kickback um, from the, the, the membership of the, the other affiliate. And the, the nice thing that's happening already is they're all working together on joint projects. They're using each other's facilities that, you know, and knowledge that they're, they're passing clients to each other. So there's like a, a market, you know, a marketplace for the, um, the affiliates yeah. as well. Yeah, those so, collaborations, yeah. you know, once they all get to know yeah. each other, they'll do joint events and they're much better at being able to get into the corporate world because each of them on their own may not have enough, but together mm -hmm. they may have a great offering, you know, to get some decent paid jobs, you know, in that corporate world. Yeah, As I meet um, people, is there any way that I can introduce them to the academy and, and, and be on an yeah. affiliate scheme anyone, or something for me? Anyone and anything to do with health, you know, if they want to chat with myself or Paul or Rob on IT. I mean, what we found, we've, I've got about five people to see in the next two weeks and they're already running successful courses, but they're not online. No. And they want to be able to trans, tr transmit their power that they have in the room because they're really good at their workshops and courses and seeing the people. So they want us to help them put it on a, a platform that we use that it looks lovely and it comes across as just as high level and high end as the one they were teaching in person online so that they can uh, have an online business as well. And that's what's happening. Yeah. Um, so, yes. And uh, we can we can link with you with some of those as well, um, Mike. Yeah, I might be interested in that myself for the uh, I teach, uh, as we discussed briefly before we uh, come on. Um, I, I teach uh, a happiness formula, which is basically a daily ritual of things I believe. I've mm. lived it, so I know it works. So, but they're things that I believe you have to do on a daily basis to be the happiest you that you can be. And mm. um, 
and it works for me and, and I'm interested in getting out there and testing the market how many people it works for for other people I believe yes. most people try to be happy every day well I say most people except for negative people and miserable people but most happy people try to be happy every day but I think sometimes they're only doing 60 70 80 percent of what I believe they need to be doing and if they concentrate yeah. on the rest of it they're, they're missing 10 20 30 percent I believe they'll be much happier and a lot of that for most people is either they're not getting enough sleep so they're doing everything else but not getting enough sleep they're not exercising every day so they're skipping exercise some days or they're not eating a, a, a well-balanced diet the most of it then most people do there is a random acts of kindness in there so some people do that some people don't some people are selfish or from a scarcity uh, mindset so they don't want to help other people uh, but but actually if you learn to help other people just like sue's doing in the academy like i'm doing on my podcast that actually makes you feel happy and it also makes other people happy as well and actually the knowledge of making them happy makes you feel happy again so that's actually there's actually the hormones of the happiness there's the knowledge of the happiness you know so it all goes in and then the other big one which is which which is a mental thing but again it's about um goal setting target setting most people have a big goal but they don't have a daily ritual or daily goals actually you achieve those things daily they give you the happiness from the achievement and the anticipation of looking forward to the happiness of the achievement and the reward that you give yourself sometimes which which actually maybe the thing is the reward or sometimes you give yourself a reward for achieving the thing so it all it all compounds into the happiness and my belief is is most people are just 10 20 30 percent away and they just need that little boost to get over into the oh i'm really happy now and i, I wish i was doing this all of the time happiness state but you know yeah yeah so, yeah so i might want somebody to i, I might uh, discuss with you off, off air about uh, what that looks like to, yeah, to join yeah, we'll show you we'll show you around we'll have, another, we'll have a zoom and i'll show you how it works yes brilliant yeah. okay yeah, yeah. that sounds good and um yeah is there anything else um, that you've got going on at the moment or that, that you want to cover not, not really. I'm, I'm absolutely full time on this. Um, yes. Yeah, as I said, I'm, I'm 73. Most of my, most of my friends are saying to me, why, you, why, why doesn't you stop? And I said, because I don't stop because I love it. You know, I really love what I do. And yeah. we were talking about earlier. I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie. I, I like to be scared and do something exciting. But yeah. this year I haven't done anything, so I'm busy looking for something to scare me at the moment. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know, we were discussing because I'm an adrenaline junkie too, and I found out Sue um, has done a few, you know, um, uh, crazy things if you like on your birthdays and stuff to celebrate a big six zero or something like that, which is exactly the way I would do things as well. I, I like to scare myself as well. It's the reason I think why you're willing to go global because most people be too scared to try and do something like that. And why you're willing to, if you like, bear your soul to the world, if you like, via your content online, is because you're not frightened of being frightened or being scared. And in fact, you can use that fear to drive you on rather than to uh, power you away, if you like. And I understand that nature because that's exactly how I am. The more frightened I am of something, the more I'm willing to give it a go because I believe uh, a fulfilled life is lived outside of the comfort zone and not within it. And so therefore, once okay. you live in that comfort zone, you, you're missing out on so many experiences, which are the life-enhancing experiences of life. You know, the things like challenging yourself, pushing yourself, going that extra mile, doing things other people won't do, what the people who are comfortable are doing with their lives is staying in that comfort zone and missing out on all that growth opportunity. 
Yeah, it's where that's what they say. That outside the comfort zone is where is where the magic happens. You know. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, so I, I, yeah. I can I relate uh, very much to you like that, and I would imagine at your age I'd be doing the same things. You know, I hope to be. You know, I hope to be because again I'm passionate about what I do as well, and I can see that with you and the health and the nutrition, and, and actually it all comes down to helping people at the end of the day, helping as yeah. many people and, as possible. And, and you, you've got you've got to get good health because you know I said the other day in a post, you know, a healthy man uh, has many wishes, but a sick man only has one, and yes. it's very true. So once you are ill, all you want to do is get better, um, and so yeah, I you know I have. I had a wake up call early, as I said, and I've looked after my health ever since. And, and you know, my, my grandchildren call me crazy mama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I'm lucky uh, you know, I haven't I'm, had no health um, wake-up calls or nothing like that, but I, I was lucky I had a wake-up call early on in my life, which was, uh, I think I could have probably gone on to be a professional rugby player. And I uh, missed out on opportunity because of life circumstances and, and things. And, and I, that's my biggest regret in life. Um, but I don't regret it so much now because I wouldn't have gone into the entrepreneurial world and, and been as experienced as I am in that world had I gone into a professional sports arena. But mind you, I would have had a, a, a better career in, in, from my perspective being a professional sportsman, which is like what I grew up as a kid wanting to be, if you like, you know. But, I, I, but ever since that, that happened at a young age, I've always lived a life of no regrets. I don't want to live a life. I don't want anything else in my life to, to be that big that I think I wish I did that. So to me, it's always about giving it a go. And if you fail, it is so what? You learn from it and you move on. But to me, it's about not never having anything in your life that you um, wish you did, but didn't have the balls to do, really. Because to me, it's like, have the balls, do it. If you want to do it, do it. Because it's only one person can make it happen, and that's you. You know, that's my sort of mindset. So, um, yeah, you know, and I understand. Agree. Yeah, and I understand exactly where, where you're coming from, you know, because um, I see it in you. I see the passion, the enthusiasm. I myself am looking to build my own academy in my area of expertise or university or something. And that's because I love helping people as well. And it makes you feel great. And, and, you know, luckily, I'm quite lucky. I'm still only 42, 43 now. So I found that early like you know I, I, I found it early and that's what I want to do so hopefully I'll have you know all being well I'll have longevity in time. doing that like you know plenty of time and yeah. uh, you know hopefully you will too you know obviously you know health is one of those things that even if you look after it sometimes you're just unlucky aren't you sometimes there's a bigger um, decision to what happens with that but everyone these days yeah. is living to 100 anyway so you're about to do 120 well, yeah, my, my little elevator pitch that I, I did a while ago and made people laugh was that, um, yeah, I, um, the human body, they, they're saying, is meant to last in about 117, 118, really. It's what we do to it that matters. Yeah. So I'm going to die age 117 in well, my, my bed. My guess, is, my guess is you're going to go a while, Sue. You know, my guess is because, you know, 73, <laughs> you you've got the energy of a 50-year-old, like, you know? Didn't hear the end of that because you, 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 this is the end of it. Oh, I'm going to die 117 yeah. in my bed, die in my bed, shot by a jealous lover. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to go. I, I, I always envisaged, uh, I don't, I've never wanted to get to the stage because I see my nan uh, deteriorate through Alzheimer's and I, I never want to get to that stage. So I always think like when I'm diagnosed with Alzheimer's, I'm going to jump out of a plane 
you know, with <laughs> I'm gonna do something that's no gonna take my heart to go, like you know, I'm gonna keep yeah. doing things until my heart goes. But knowing me, I'll just love it, land, and be like, oh, like that didn't work. What else can I do? But, yeah. Uh, and yeah, trouble is your mind is you know it, it goes and you, you can't make the decision by then. It's no, not an easy no, thing. No. No. That's that's the worst thing though. That, that, that I see my nan deteriorate over like a ten year yeah. period, and that's that's the worst thing about aging for me is if you lost your mind, like you know, it's the worst thing. Yeah, me too. Yes. Yeah, but, uh, you know, and, and they are working. There is stuff that they, they think oh, is better or stopping it or or whatever. There's there's going to be some. Eat, you just got to eat healthy food. Get off the get off the fizzy drinks. Get off the yeah. processed food. Reduce the alcohol. Get enough sleep. Yeah. Um, look after your mindset to cut back the stress. Um, yeah, but most of all, fruits and vegetables. It's it's you know. They know that people with a diet with high in fruits and vegetables, there's less instances of all the things like inflammatory loads, Alzheimer's, strokes, cancers. It, it, it's really cuts down the risk of all those diseases greatly. So you need to have 10 to 15 fruits and vegetables every day, 10 to 15. So you need to have, if you have 10, you need seven veg and three fruit. If you have 15, you need 11 and four fruits you need to have mostly veg mostly vegetables and um and and a lot of raw in there if you can i think uh, yeah. i think uh, the corporate world and and especially and actually the mass market before they get their vegetables you know they're going to learn to stop sticking coke down their um throat and um coffee and, <laughs> uh, story, and, and yeah. chocolates and yeah. cakes and sleep you know they need to start there first before they get onto the uh the veg yeah. unfortunately that's my experience of the, the sort yeah. of corporate I, world is I, I use a product called juice plus which gives you 30 varieties of fruits and veg a day and um, makes the, it, it just helps you get there. It's a foundation. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not a weight loss product or anything. It's a health product that gives you a platform, bridges the gap between what you do eat and what you should eat. But I've got, I've got, I've got two people who double up on that and, and stop and keep on smoking cigarettes. So yeah. they take some for them, some for the fags. I keep telling them it's not really working. It's costing them for the fags, the juice plus. And they're still not really looking after their health. No, really no, exactly. But, um, but yeah, you know, some people won't, won't ever learn. But like, like you say, I think uh, prevention is better than cure. Most people try and deal with things as they've yes. happened, you know. But uh, if yeah. you can actually prevent them happening, then much better. Much better. Quite right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, brilliant. I think that's a good place to end it. There, really, that's a good message to oh, leave yeah. to people. Yes, definitely. Brilliant, brilliant. Okay, then, well, uh, yeah, thanks uh, a lot for coming on the podcast and sharing your wisdom and your knowledge and, and also information about uh, everything that you're doing and keep up the great work, keep helping people, keep impacting people, keep that legacy growing and building, keep those um, those teammates who are going to see this job out long into the, the, the future, you know, that's always good, keep building those yeah, layers in. Absolutely. I see lots of people's um, great, fantastic legacy problem. Uh, uh, legacy products if you like legacy works and i think it's a very admirable thing to do is to to build a, la a lasting legacy that's going to go on for you know a long long into the future so keep up the great work and uh, yeah thank you very much for coming on the podcast thank you for having me we'll speak soon brilliant all right then all the Cheers, best Bye -bye. Bye. Bye. right nothing else left for me to say other than have a great day i know i will and thanks very much for listening Cheers. Bye-bye.